I have returned. Thank you for being patient. I'll get right to it. Article 3. That which is named. We are going to dive right into an action sequence. For the mechanics purposes, the dramatic sequence is over. Any raises that you had left over, I am more than willing to grant you as extra dice for your new approach to the action sequence. So, Wayland, you have two extra dice, and Jesse, I believe you had... You have two as well. Okay. So, yes, you both each get two extra dice left over from the dramatic sequence. So, how are you approaching this action sequence? When I mean approach, I mean the skill and trait combo you will be using to fight the things. I mean, I'm going guns. I got my rifle. So anyway, I started blasting. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's my favorite. I've got my rifle, and then if I need to, I've got the hook staff. Those are two separate things, yeah? Yes, that is either weaponry or aim. Aim if you're using your gun. We're going to go aim for skills, and then for trait, would that be finesse? Yes, that would definitely be finesse. Okay. Jesse, what have you got? How are you approaching your action sequence? Well, if I start with one thing, can I switch to something else after? Absolutely. You can switch your approach. It's just going to cost you a raise to do so. Okay. First, before I forget, I have the Vengeful Virtue. Oof. You've activated your Virtue. And I'm going to do Brawn and Brawl. So how many dice do you have? Do I get any extras from the ones that I have from my traits and skills? Two left over from the dramatic sequence. Two for Flair for describing to me what you're doing. Thank you. That is 8d10, which if what I'm reading right is eight raises, just automatically, right? Don't even need to roll. I just get eight raises. Yes. Wait, what? That's what his virtue is. It says for the next risk, when you determine raises, every die is a raise when you call someone out, poetic justice, follow on a deed, etc. Yep. Oh, fuck. Because he is ATC, he wants to call him out for being a fucking pig for capturing these pirates and holding them against their will like animals. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, so don't let Jesse call you out ever. Yep. Oh, God. Question. Yes, answer. Does everyone have the same amount of dramatic wounds on their death spiral? Does it take the same amount of dramatic wounds to kill every kind of person? I mean, like NPCs. Ooh, that is actually a really good question. The answer is that it depends. If there is a random NPC, they are helpless. Any member of your crew, they are helpless. Okay. Children on the beach are one wound, they're helpless. There are hero NPCs that act as if they were heroes, so they do have a death spiral, and that's the same as your heroes. And then there are villains, and they have a different kind of death spiral. They have a villain rank, and that determines how many tears are in their wound and dramatic wounds. Right. Oh. Say, for example, the bosun, Roderick, is a strength five villain. So he has one more wound than you have. 
before his dramatic wound. Got you. And then his dramatic wound brings him to helpless. Yes. He has five wounds and then dramatic and then another five wounds and dramatic and then another five wounds and dramatic and another five wounds and then he's helpless. Oh, fuck. So he's a boss. He's a villain. Yes. Got you. Now, I will say that you can spend as many raises as you wish. You don't have to spend them one at a time. And every raise that you spend in an action sequence can translate into one wound, unless you have a duelist maneuver, or if you're using an advantage that allows you to deal more damage per raise. If you are using a gun, you deal one wound and one dramatic wound. Got Got it. If you want to spend hero points to help each other, Wayland, if you want to spend a hero point to just give Jesse three extra races. We're starting off this sequence with one hero point, right? However many hero points you had left over. I used my one to give Jesse more dice the first time. Okay. So I still have one hero point left. Right. Okay. Shall we roll? If you mean the royal we, then yes. Math rocks. Question. Answer. So because I'm using aim and I have a rank three in aim, I can re-roll one dice, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Fuck yes. All right. Sorry. That went from a one to a 10. That's great. All right. So, so is it two or more dice? It has to become a 10, whether it's a 10 on the die or two dice that make 10 or three dice that make 10. It has to be 10 or above. Okay. I got a three, a two, and a five. So that can make 10. Yes. 10 or above. So that's five raises. With the sniper advantage, I get plus one die when using a long-barreled musket, longbow, or crossbow. What does that mean? That would have been added for your pool before you rolled because you are using aim. Okay. Can I roll that now? Sure. Uh, That is just a remainder. I'll take it. Okay. You get a hero point. I will take that hero point gladly. Now I get a danger point. Fucking sweet. Yay. She's going to use it against me. We shall see. We will see. Jesse has no remainders because all of his dice are goddamn raises. So that's eight. That's beautiful. Damn, that's insane. I have my villains, which also get to roll some dice. We've got Reginald and Roderick. Can we buy the extras off you for hero points? No, you cannot. Damn. And one of my quirks is really fucking difficult in this particular situation. Which one is it? It's putting the needs of the crew ahead of the needs of the mission, which is kind of the same fucking thing at this point. Your mission is to remain as an ATC officer and to play that all the way through, to not reveal that you're a turncoat to these people. So if the crew is threatened and the only way to save them is to ruin your mission, then I would absolutely accept that. Yeah. Okay. Duly noted. Duly noted. Okay. So the guy claiming to be your dad, Jesse, has seven raises, which is good for you because you get to go first in the initiative. And Roderick has three, which is good for you, Wayland, because you get to go first. So how the initiative works in action sequences is the person with the highest raises gets to go and then the next highest and then the next highest. And if you are tied with a villain and or monster in the sequence, they get to go first. Got you. So they have to meet, we have to beat. 
Yes. Opposite of D&D. Opposite of D&D. Cool. So, because you have eight raises, you have the highest amount. We're going to head to Jesse. Hi. Captain Evenrood is standing in front of you with his sword drawn. You've just drawn your pistol and a gunshot has just gone off down the beach. Jesse is unfazed by the gunshot with his pistol aimed at his head. Not even a flinch. Not even a flinch. Oh, damn. He keeps his cool, or he's trying to. What's my name? I want to hear you say it. The man smiles again and lowers his head in a smirk, and you can see the shadow grow and make his smile that much bigger. You have to understand, my boy. It's been a long time since I saw you. Jesse, with his right hand, lunges at his neck. So you spend one raise to grab this man? Yeah. Oh, boy. You grab the man by his throat. He doesn't dodge or parry. He just lets it happen and is taken aback by how fast it was. I want you to say my name. His grip is slowly tightening. As it's tightening, it's making it very difficult for the man to speak. Can I use my assistant for this to pressure him? For those listening, when pressure is applied, if the person who is pressured does anything outside of what has been stated, which in this case is Jesse wanting to hear this man say his name, they then have to spend an extra raise to do anything else. Normally, that pressure only lasts for as long as it goes unspent. Once it's spent, once they comply, then the pressure is relieved and there's no more pressure. With insistent, that pressure happen the whole scene. Every time this man does not say Jesse's name, he has to spend an extra raise to do anything. Oh, fuck. It's delightful. And he's going to look very deeply into his eyes. The tension is starting to rise in Jesse a bit. He leans in close and he says, Go on. I'm waiting. He is not going to say your name because he's being choked at the moment. So he is going to spend an extra raise this time. And another raise, bringing him down to five. He whip up his sword so that the blade hits your wrist to get you to back off. So if you do not spend any raises to mitigate that, it's going to be three wounds. He is spending a raise to do a duelist maneuver called Slash. He's not letting go. Are you going to take the wounds? I sure am. Oh boy. Oh my god. (laughs) That's amazing. Mark those down. Three of the circles? Yep, three of the little circles in the first tier. Got you. Boom, boom, boom. That brings us back to Jesse at seven. Is there a way for Jesse to, to disarm him of his sword? You do have another hand. Do can he holster his pistol and go to grab it? Absolutely. Do I spend a raise for that? Yes, you would spend a raise for that. And I will say it is going to be an extra raise if you would like to disarm him. Sure. Okay, so that brings you to five. Show me how this looks. The man just struck you in the wrist. So he's got him by the neck. I almost imagine him coming down again and Jesse grabbing his other wrist. He brings the sword down and raises it above his head to strike you. Yeah, finds like a pressure point and he bends his wrist back. His hand flinches and the sword is dropped. And now you've got the man by his neck and by his wrist. 
Is there a tree? There's plenty of trees. He's going to kick the sword and shove this fucker up against one of the trees. I can't hear you. Do you want to speak up a bit louder? Going back to his turn because it is at fives and he is at five and villains get to go first. Do you let go of his wrist? Jesse fails holding onto his wrist. So as you're shoving him up against the tree, your hand on his throat clenches, but you let go of his wrist because he's unarmed. He's got one hand on your wrist trying to pry your hand away, and the other one is reaching for something, anything. He grabs a broken off piece of palm tree and goes to stab you. He's going to spend one raise to deal another wound to you on top of the one he had to spend in order to relieve himself of the pressure for a moment. So he's going to go down to three. I assume you're going to take that wound. I sure did. Oh, damn. He stabs it in your shoulder. Oh, damn. And is trying his hardest to shove it in more. And do you even flinch? Do you even notice? I don't even think he notices it. Oh, damn. Oh, God. It's terrifying. <laughs> Jesse is still eyeing him intensely and says, You don't even know my name, do you? The man is struggling to breathe at this point. Jesse, how are your emotions? You're pretty fucking pissed. He's getting riled up. Captain Evanrude is going to take a dramatic wound. As Jesse is leaning in close and talking to him, we see the hand start to grip more. There are deep, deep divots in this man's neck, and he cannot breathe. His vocal cords are cut off at this point. The man cannot speak even if he wanted to. As the camera is zooming in on the back of the hand, it zooms back out and we see a different gloved hand and it's the bosun's as we pan into that sequence. A gun was just fired. Royce shot the bosun right as he was about to pull the trigger. I'm so glad I gave Royce that gun. He just got hit and is turning and the gun is in his hand, but it's no longer pointed at you. The moment that he recoils, Waylon's going to flip his long rifle around and shoot right at his neck. Because narrative symbolism. Yikes. So you're going to spend a raise to shoot him? Yep. All right. Down to four. Boom. So two dramatic wounds he just took. And then two wounds. Oh, yeah. Two dramatic wounds and two little wounds. Oh, he's hurting. The shot comes and grazes him right at the meat of where his shoulder and neck connect. Not anywhere near the jugular, but certainly something that hinders him. It goes in, but out through the back. It splurts out the back, and there's a big blood spray. And You were right. Samuel Flint did die. I'm going to look Roderick dead in the eyes. I'm just the man that killed him. And as the gunshots ring pretty much one right after another the soldiers that were asleep or around are now alerted reinforcements are gonna come in the form of bullets firing your direction so at initiative one there is going to be a dramatic wound waiting if you don't take cover before the initiative order because you're standing out in the open and they've just seen their bosun fall over do i have to say i take cover now no, you don't have to say you take cover now. What I'm introducing is a consequence. There is a consequence in this action sequence in the form of reinforcements. The gunshots have alerted the people nearby, and instead of them 
coming in and you having to fight other dudes, they're just going to level their guns and try and shoot at you. So when initiative one happens, when everybody has one raise and it gets back to your turn, if you have not taken cover before then, you are going to take a dramatic wound. Oh, okay. Got you. We're down to four. So it is still your initiative. What are you doing now? You've shot Roderick. His pistol is still in his hand. He hasn't shot it yet, but he's clutching the neck wound, which is on the same side as where he just got shot in the shoulder by Royce. And he's fallen down to the sand. What's your next move? I'm going to spend my hero point. Okay. And one raise. All right. I will speed load my gun. Holy shit. There are multiple cages, right? Or is it just one big cage? There are three in total. The one big cage that Royce is in with the wounded guys and two smaller cages that are housing the rest of the crew. Can I shoot the lock off the cage holding Royce? You can. Cool. I'm going to do that. All right. Like fucking lightning, you reload your gun. It's so fast and so fluid that if you blink, you miss it. And then you level your rifle and the lock gets blown to smithereens and the cage is open. Royce is already up and he has the wounded man with him. You take care of the cages and as soon as you can, get to the rowboats. He puts the unloaded pistol away to help level up that other man and heads to one of the cages. We are back at threes and Roderick sees what happens. His gun is still in his hand, lifts it up, levels it and points it at the back of Royce's body. But it's really sandy. So it jams. (laughs) Now you can spend a raise to take that wound instead. I'm gonna do that. All righty. So Roderick is down to two. You're down to two. Yep. So, question. Answer. Does this fulfill my quirk? Yes. So I will take the hero point for that. Mm-hmm. And I will activate my hubris. Fantastic. So I will take two hero points. Show me how this looks. So Wayland sends Royce off, turns around to look at Roderick, and gets ready to pull out his hook staff, expecting Roderick to fire at him and is ready to take the shot. And then Roderick spins to shoot at Royce, and Wayland just dives, takes the hit, and rolls to his feet. Oof. Where do you take the hit? I will take it in the chest. Does it change how many dramatic wounds I take where I take the hit? It does not change mechanically. It's strictly narrative where you take the hit. Okay. I'll take it in the chest right where the scar was. Love it. The camera is sitting on the tip of the gun. It was pointing at Wayland, and then it immediately swivels, and we see the flash. We see the bullet fly from the front of the flintlock right as it's about to go careening into the back of Royce. We see this quick flash of body and coat as Wayland takes the bullet and lands in the sand and rolls back up. A little trickle of blood starts to seep from the bullet hole. And Roderick stares at Wayland because that's the exact spot that he had originally pointed the weapon. Did Roderick reload? Roderick did not reload. He didn't fire the gun at all. He never fired the gun the first time. There is 
a change in the man. He was very hardened, very sure of himself, very much in control. Now there is actual fear in the man's eyes. His hand shakes a little bit as he's holding the gun, and he looks dead at Wayland and says, You're one of Jonah's boys. And Wayland is just going to stare at him, fuming, and then a smile curls across his face. What was that about dead men not telling tales? Oh no. Oh no, you're not getting me! And he flips the pistol around because he can't reload it and is coming at you to club you with it. Okay. He strikes you across the face with the butt end of the pistol. Is that one wound after the first dramatic wound now? Or is that still on the first ring of wounds? That is still on the first ring of wounds. So he is down to one. Now we're at twos and we're back to you. Is now your initiative. Solid. Awesome. I'm going to spit blood, look back up at him, just keep smiling at him with blood coming from my mouth, through my teeth. The devil's coming for you, laddie. Oh, no, no. What do I know about? Oh, yeah, it's the devil Jonah, isn't it? Yeah, he's got an undead crew. The way to join is you cut off a piece of yourself and offer it to the sea, and he gives you a hard quotation gift in return. And I will just drag the hook staff slowly across the ground and then just whip it upwards across his face, hook forward so it, the hook catches him in the jaw and then just pulls. Oh, all right. So you're spending one raise? I am spending a raise to do that, yeah. So that's going to be one wound. Roderick takes it. It doesn't quite catch. It doesn't quite get underneath his jaw enough to rip or do anything terrible. There's a hole there where the hook had caught him. And as he's stepping backwards, he flips out another pistol from behind him. He clicks it and nothing happens. Your eagle eyes tell you that the powder that was in the pan is not there anymore. So there's nothing to ignite the bullet. Okay. So the gun is loaded, but it misfired. And he, he looks at the pistol and hawks it at you instead. Ooh. Just throws it at you. And the man actually turns and runs away, screaming at the top of his lungs, the devil's here, Jonah's here, run for your lives. Waylon just laughs. So you have one raise left. Awesome. So as the man is running away into the crowd, the soldiers are second-guessing themselves. So some of the men drop their rifle and start to head for the rowboats. The camera is thrust past a bunch of people that are running away, and it goes through the sand and underneath Royce's boots as he's opening a cage and letting people out, and they're heading for the rowboats knocking over any ATC soldier that's in their way, and, and a fight is actually breaking out. The camera keeps going to the sand, past the canvas tent, past all that, to just above the tree, where Jesse has the captain. Jesse cups his ear, and he says, Dear hear that, the devil Jonah has come. He manages to say some semblance of a sentence, and it's along the lines of, I... Don't believe in the devil. And he smiles. You should, Captain. Trust me. And he just continues to squeeze harder. 
So what are you spending your raises on? Because you have five of them. Are you actually hurting this man? There's two things I want to do. One of which is continue to keep his hand on there, but he also wants to kick up the wind by the rowboats and create a bit of a sandstorm on the beach to kind of stop the the ATC from hopping on the, the rowboats. Just kind of make things generally harder to see. Okay, I like that. If you want to activate your wind, you can spend a hero point and still bend your raises to, to strangle this guy. Do so. All right. And how many raises are you spending on this? Oh, I can spend more than one. Yes. But it only does one wound. It only does one wound normally. I'm going to spend three. The man takes three dramatic wounds. Oh, you are lucky the devil Jonah did not find you as he found me. Jesse's eyes start to leak this black, shadowy haze. This gift that you feel, that is the devil's do. We see that puncturing from the fingers continue to happen and almost sharpen and black lines small little tendrils start to come from the points even rude is sucking air as if it's being taken out of his lungs through his windpipe it's not long before his eyes start to roll back in his head as the breath starts to leave him However, he has three raises. He has to spend one raise to... He now physically cannot say your name. And he is spending all of his raises to then... Jesse, you're focused on his face. You're so into what's happening. And the fact that this man dared try to mock your mother and subsequently you by claiming to be your father... You don't notice that his other hand has dropped the palm tree bit and has been slowly falling to his side. It has reached into his boot and pulled out a small pistol and... Wayland. Yeah. As you're looking around at the chaos that's going on, there is a gust of wind that just kicks up almost out of nowhere. The sand starts to swirl viciously and violently near the rowboats. And as you're watching the wind and, and the ATC soldiers get kind of ruffled up from the sand and realize that they can't actually see the boats, you look over to where the tent is in the moonlight. You see Jesse up against a tree holding this man by his throat and you see the gun glint and be aimed at Jesse's chest. You have one raise left. Yep. And there is a pistol in your hand that was thrown at you by the bosun. Okay. I'm going to look to the barrels, look back at my captain. I am going to take the pistol, and it's a long way away. I think I've got the shot, and I fire. Wayland is just horrified that he missed. Jesse, you're going to take a dramatic wound and a wound as well. The big star next to the red circles, that's a dramatic wound. So I have four circles. I do another circle and then the star. Yep. All right. Did you look down? Maybe when the shot goes off so close to him, he'd take a quick peek. The gun goes off. 
You look down and notice that there is, in fact, a gun pointed directly at you. It had gone off. You are now bleeding openly from a gunshot. And on the tree is a bullet mark. Is this man close to death? He sent all his raises. He's down to his fourth dramatic. He is helpless. The camera pans back up and looks at Evan Rude's face as the bloodshot starts to creep up to his iris. The camera turns and it sees Jesse's face. Instead of the bloodshot, it's these black tendrils reaching towards your iris. Jesse's expression does not change, but he leans in very, very closely into this man's ear and he says, I am Captain Jesse Nakansa, son of Captain Sedona Arabelle Nakansa. Do you finally let go? Jesse lets go, but the hand doesn't. So it's the gift that kills him? The devil's influence over you? Yep. Nice. It's a really good way to avoid corruption. A gush of blood comes up past the man's lips as his eyes roll back into his head. Whether you wanted him to or not, even Rude lies dead at the feet of Jesse Nakats. The devil has taken his due. Waylon didn't have any reaction to even Rude's death. Dude was a bastard, needed to die. But he drops the gun and just looks at his hand, and his hand is shaking. Oof. Oh, wow, okay. Does Jesse see this? Yep. Jesse comes over and slaps his left hand on his face. Are you good? Waylon locks eyes with Jesse, shakes his head, holds up his hand, and it's shaking. Do I see them train their guns on us? Absolutely. Can I take Wayland and get down? For one raise, you can absolutely grab him and throw him in cover. Doing it. You grab Wayland and toss him into one of the robos as gunfire just erupts from left, from right, from behind, from the front, and the bell on the Intrepid begins to ring. And he looks back to Wayland. You got a shot left. Shakes his head. Is there a rifle? In the boat? Sure. Loading a rifle, unless you have speed load, is going to cost you five raises. You only got one. Okay, never mind. We'll do that. I would like to make a suggestion. You have an entire crew of people that are waiting in the wings. Would you like to spend that raise to activate part of the ship, part of the crew? Mm, yes, I sure would. Wait, do you have to spend a hero point to do that? I have two... Can I give it to Jesse? Mm -hmm. He would use a hero point. I would use a raise. Mm -hmm. Done. So you guys are hearing the bell on the Intrepid start to ring, which both of you know that means all hands on deck. Now the crew is going to start to load the cannons, and now you're in real trouble. However, when you look, you don't see a crew member of the ATC ringing the bell. You see Mama Coco ringing the bell. Holy shit. So good. Wayland, as you're looking around, you notice that the skeleton crew has their hands up above their heads. You hear Raza's voice. Capitano, we got the ship for you. I am very appreciative, Raz. Thank you for your hard work. The whirlwind of sand has died down by now. The soldiers realize the bosun has hightailed it into the jungle and notice the captain is dead. They drop their rifles and raise their arms, put their hands behind their head. 
and drop down to their knees. We yield. Wayland will go up and blood still dripping from his mouth announce to everybody who is yielding. Remember this day. The day that the devil Jonah and La Rosa Blanca came for you. Um, <clears throat> Wayland. Hey. Can I speak with you a moment over here? Hey. Just come here. He wraps his arm around him. Did I say the wrong thing? Yeah. I had this whole thing with the other guy. He thought I was... I understand where you're coming from. Um, might not be the best time to bring out the devil Jonah thing. That's a bit too far. Right. I got carried away. Heat of the moment. Sorry. It's okay. Do you want to try it again? Sure. Let's do that again. <clears throat> Remember? Royce walks up to both of you and is like, I think they've had enough. Right. <clears throat> Sorry. It's all right. You did well, though. Hey, we didn't die. That's pretty good. We didn't die. You did good. Thank you, Royce. Sorry for that whole thing. I thought that was going to go way differently. Um, I didn't, you know, didn't mean to do the, like, the cut in the head thing. I'm glad that it didn't happen. He like just that. pushes a, a bottle of rum into your hand. Drink. Right. Just takes a swig. Jesse pulls him in for a, a hug. Wayland hugs him back, and Jesse can't see it, but he's got a. Oh, that was to Royce. Oh, never mind. Awkward. Never mind. Let's just gonna walk away. No, he's just embarrassed about everything. I would have given him one too if he wanted to hang around. But the boys had a rough night, and it ain't over yet. Come on. So, all of the ATC soldiers have been stripped of any weapons or anything, and the weapons have either been destroyed or distributed among the remaining crew. The Intrepid is now being manned by the rest of the crew of what what was once the Black Betty. Your crew has docked up alongside, and the camera pans over to see Royce and a couple of other crew members standing on the beach. There appears to be someone climbing out of the water. They walk right up to Royce, and he brings out this small bell. And the bell is made of iron, so it's blackened, and the little ringer is still inside of it. And he hands it to Royce. Royce smiles and looks at it and says, Well, if this be all that's left of my beautiful Betty, then this be what remains, then. And the quartermaster says, I can. Shall I set her up, then? Ah, I do hate the shine of that bell on that ship. The quartermaster laughs and heads over to one of the rowboats. Royce looks over at Jesse and gives him a knowing nod. You know, even if there's a tiny splinter left, as long as it gets incorporated into whatever ship happens next, the legacy never truly dies, does it? Kind of a bit like you. As long as there's a single drop of blood in you. And he actually takes his hat off. Your mother. She'll, she'll still be with us, huh? You're absolutely right. Always. Too right, Jesse. Too right. She'll be real proud of you. I sure hope so. Well... Some way or another, 
I gotta get this creaky tub back to Aragosta. <laughs> We're heading that way as well. Spent all this time trying to get your ship. The last thing we need is for you to sink out in open waters. Be true. Shall we go together? Aye. In a small fleet it will be. I'll leave you to it then. Royce. Aye, Jesse. You and I have to have a conversation. Do we now? Haven't I thanked you enough? He smiles and like pats you on the back. You want me to grovel at your feet, Captain? Not exactly. It's about Sedona. Hey, lad. I'd be more than happy. He gets his men and heads to the rowboat and heads off, leaving you and Waylon on the beach. Ah, Master Greywall. I think it's time we get back to the ship, don't you? You got any more business here? No, not at all. He wraps his arm around him again. Come, got a good bottle waiting for us. We're gonna need it, especially when Klaus is pulling out the bullets. As Jesse looks down, he's also going to look down, look across, and see their matching bullet wounds. <laughs> like brothers. Like brothers. Thank you, Captain. Thank you, Master Greywald, for not letting me die. We did own more. For a moment too long, looks at the wound in Jesse's chest. Get it done more. Come on. As the camera pans away, as your rowboat is being pushed out away from the beach, there are ATC soldiers burying their dead captain. It's just a pile of sand with a plank and his hat on top of it. The camera continues to pan away into the deep, dark jungle, and we see something running through the underbrush. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming for us. And Roderick is running through. He breaches the jungle, and, and we're on the other side of the very small island. He's running along the beach towards the water. He looks back at the jungle to make sure he wasn't followed, and he turns back around and slams into something. He sits flat on his ass in the sand and looks up. And we see from behind him this boot that's ancient and raggedy and dripping water. We pan up and we see a bit of bone in the leg. We're now behind this menacing figure and we can see Roderick's face as all of the color leaves him. And we hear as the camera goes dark. No, I can't be. What's the matter, lad? You look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, no, that's the only reasonable reaction to the Devil Jonah. What's corruption? Well, in 7C, you play a hero with a capital H and... When you commit acts of evil, such as murder, torture, or being able to help someone and making the conscious decision not to, it grants you points of corruption, which, if you get enough of them, will turn your character into a villain. And because I don't believe in spoilers, I will not reveal why Jesse did not get corruption. That will be revealed in game. Sorry, you're just gonna have to wait. <laughs> and speaking of waiting, I know you've been eagerly anticipating the Notes with the Narrator episode I talked about. Well, now that we've experienced some of the gameplay, 
I can now go into a little bit more depth and approach it from a mechanical standpoint as opposed to a narrative standpoint. So, if you'd like to know more, join us for a Notes with the Narrator with a special guest. If not, you can skip right to the next article and get right back to the story. Either way, I'll see you soon. Be safe and well.